Welcome to the Sacred Goals Podcast, where you'll learn how to hit your sacred goal by destroying patriarchy and trauma-related neural pathways in your brain. These techniques have helped my clients double their income, finally fall in love, and easily land their dream job. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Hi. So I wanted to talk today about being pansexual or queer, or some people might call it bisexual, and the journey I've been on as someone who's currently in a heterosexual monogamous relationship, and someone who's been single a lot in my life and and my journey with my sexuality. So the first time I had an inkling that I was attracted to other genders was I remember being 16. I was on one of these mission trips to El Salvador to like bring donations of medical supplies and toys and all of this stuff. And this girl gave me a massage on the bus and I got turned on by the massage, but I quickly wrote it off as, you know, I don't know what I thought. I did not think I was attracted to women. I had been socialized for so long into thinking it's all about finding a man and pansexual means you're attracted to all genders. So that's the difference between pansexual and bisexual. And I had to have a 20-something friend explained that word to me because I think it's relatively new. And yeah, at that moment, feeling turned on or feeling that attraction, I just dismissed it. I was so stuck in the heterosexual-centric world in this paradigm where we're taught that women are attracted to men and that's all you really see in the movies. And even though, you know, my in my family, we did have some family friends who were gay and that kind of thing, I still didn't think that would could be me. I think being bi or pan because you are attracted to the gender that's, you know, you're pushed into being attracted to sometimes not always but in my case it took longer to realize and it wasn't until my early 20s that I started to see that it was possible that I was attracted to women and to non-binary people and that that was something I wanted to explore And it was really when I was in university and got involved with this gender issues center on campus and was making friends there that I started to allow myself to open up to that possibility. And I I started to allow myself to have crushes on girls and to go on dates. And one of my struggles with it has been... That because, you know, especially now I have long hair, I kind of present 
as straight and because I have dated many men in my life, I, I kind of pass as straight or people think, assume that I'm straight, which, you know, is what it is. But I really thought that, like, coming out was something that you do once and then you're done. But really what I've realized is coming out is a continual, constant process. And, you know, because I, I did when I was involved in that gender issue center. I told my parents. I told my siblings. I told my friends that I was exploring my interest in other genders other than men. And, and then I thought I was done. But so many times it's kind of like people assume and I have to correct people and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't and it feels kind of like this effort or swimming upstream and then you know a couple years after I came out I was having this conversation with this woman who identifies as a lesbian and saying that you know I was bisexual at that point I think I was using the word bisexual and but that I had dated dated women and kissed women but I'd never slept with a woman and she was kind of dismissive and said like fuck all these bi curious girls you know you aren't really queer until you sleep with someone and it was really hurtful and painful and it threw me right back into the closet I was like oh shit I guess I am not, I guess I am straight. I guess all of these attractions are not real. And it's taken a lot of work to slowly emerge again and to own my sexuality and own my attraction. And at the point of recording this, I'm 34 years old and I haven't slept with a woman. It hasn't happened for me but at this point I feel confident in my sexuality and if other people don't like it that's fine they don't have to like my identity but you know as a little girl if you say you're attracted to a guy no one says you have to sleep with one before they believe you're attracted to them there's no standard that like oh well you don't really are are you sure are you sure you're attracted to men are you sure you're attracted to boys but somehow because it's going against the grain and all of that there's this standard that you have to prove that you're truly queer and it's complicated with being pansexual that obviously I have some privileges that lesbian and gay people don't have, right? Right now I'm in a heterosexual relationship and so I'm not experiencing any kind of discrimination based on my relationship right now. And that maybe people who are, you know, openly in queer relationships are experiencing And then there's the other part of my sexuality going unseen and not being believed. And that's, that is 
the struggle that I get to navigate and am choosing to navigate. But I'm not willing to pretend anymore. I'm not willing to pretend that I'm not queer. Because in part, there's a lot of research that keeping secrets is really bad for your health. There was a study on gay men with HIV that was about how closeted they were, the disease, if they were more closeted, the disease progressed more quickly than those who are fully out. And so there's literally an impact on your immune system, on your staying sick. So, you know, healing from illness by keeping secrets. And that's just one study. There's many other studies that talk about how secrecy can hurt you. And, you know, in this case, these people died faster, which is so tragic. But I'm at a stage in my life where I don't want to keep secrets. I'm not willing to keep secrets anymore. And I am more willing to be judged and disliked for my truth. And of course, I'm human and I was socialized as a woman. So I still have this automatic people pleasing bent. And sometimes I get really upset if people don't like what I'm saying or what my truth is. That still comes up for me. But this is something that I think is important to share, important to talk about. And yeah, what I want to share with you is you don't have to. You, If you want to keep a secret, go for it. This is not saying you shouldn't ever keep secrets. And even as I say this, it's not that I tell everyone everything about my life. There are things that are private in my life. But You know, if you want to speak your truth, if you want to tell the truth about something, I want to encourage you to do that for your physical health, for your mental health, and, you know, for the example it shows to other people in the world that they can live their truth. So (laughs) the way this ties into sacred goals is that when we're hiding and we're not telling the truth, it takes energy. It takes energy to lie or to not fully be true. You know, we have to kind of watch our words and navigate all of that. And so it's really important to speak your truth so that it's easier for you to achieve your sacred goal. So you got this. If you want to work with me one-on-one and get extra support achieving your sacred goal, reach out. I will put the link to book with me in the comments, in the show notes. And yeah, keep being you and feel free 
if pansexuality is something or bisexuality is something you're struggling with, feel free to email me or message me to talk about it because I know it's not something we're always willing to talk about in public. And yeah, I just want to say you're not alone. I get it wherever you are in your journey. It's totally okay. You got this. You're going to figure out when, if, when it's time to come out of the closet. And yeah, I support you wherever you are on your journey. Okay, take good care, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you resonated with this episode, I want to offer you a free private one-hour consultation with me. Through doing the deep inner work, my clients have been able to do things like quit the job they hate and land a job they love, or get their first paying clients in their dream business, and if they're a little bit further down the road, double their revenue. They've been able to fall in love and go to bed each night feeling satisfied and accomplished. In the consultation, we'll talk about what your dream looks like, what's getting in the way, and whether working together can help. Email me at brin at brinbamber.com to book.